Hello everybody, it's showtime. It's my music with me, Graham Cope, and today, Melina. But first, we're going to watch this quick video from Analog Trash. If you like it, then press like. If you don't like it, then still press like. Hope we enjoyed that, everybody. Milena, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much, Graham, for inviting me to be on your podcast, on your show. I know you're more than welcome, more than welcome. So explain to everybody out there, you're, you're London-based now. You describe yourself as a singer, songwriter and piano player. Why, why, why the and piano player? <laughs> <laughs> it's there, it's behind me. Um Thanks first for saying my name correctly. It is Milena. That's it. It's very simple. Um, I've been based, London based for the last 23 years. I do still have an accent. I was born in Montenegro, but I'm very much British. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm a singer, songwriter and piano player. I'm actually classically trained guitarist. Yeah. I know that many people know that, but I don't play that live. I usually play for my friends or Christmas times. <laughs> You studied, you studied at the Music Academy. Yes, uh, yes. I was studying classical guitar and solo singing, which is opera. Not my kind of thing, but great uh, for the bass to, to just to be trained. Yeah, you, you've, had a, you've had a background in music probably all of your life by the, the sound of things. Uh, tell us about some of those things. I mean, appearing in children's TV programmes? <laughs> <laughs> this is way before YouTube and Facebook. This is when only you could see kids singing on the national television. And I was one of them, always solo, doing loads of ads, commercials, children programs and festivals. I won first time when I was seven years old. So um, music was just a game for me and performing. It was never, I don't know, right. I think it, it, it's changed a little bit today. It's a little bit more attention kind of seeking thing. But for me, it was a part of my growing up. I will play football and my father will say, let's go. <laughs> we have a rehearsal or something like that. So it was always a part of the game. And I'm, I'm glad I continue because kids, they do give up at some point of their lives. But yeah. my family, they're all musicians. And it was just natural for me to, to go that way, to continue. Um, and alongside the music career, you've sat this side of a mic and talked to people as well. Is that right? You've, oh, you've yeah. been a radio presenter. What, what got you into that? Uh, it was just exactly because I was kind of um, a local celebrity <laughs> back at home. <laughs> I'm so glad you researched me properly. Um, yes, I was working for three years on the national radio of Montenegro, which was fantastic thing. I'm not more. Uh, it's kind of actually the media that I really enjoyed because it wasn't anything visual. It was very audio and doesn't matter how I look. It was all about, as you know yourself, how do you sound every second? Uh, counts. Um, you need to keep, obviously, the attention of your of your listeners. And I truly, truly enjoyed it. I actually sang a few jingles also 
for, for the radio and they still played in Montenegro, which is kind of amazing. Oh, really? Oh, that's fantastic. I, what was the best bit of advice anyone gave you when you were doing radio? Because for me, it was just focus on one listener. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. if, if, you get, if you yeah, exactly. Well, but if you get told that there's three hundred thousand people listening, which is you know what I got told when I first started doing radio, <laughs> and it was like really, oh my goodness, there's that many people listening to you. But but if someone said, just focus on you're talking to one person, I agree. Fo- focus on that one person out there. Don't forget the forget the figures. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I think that's, that's exactly what I was told also, especially on the national radio, not that it's something big, but it is, it's important. Um, it's important how you say it also. Uh, so I never kind of thought, I always thought I'm talking to my friends. So I was relaxed. Uh, I truly enjoyed I It was a job, but I never took it as a job. Um, kind of, it, it was, it was fun. And I learned so much. It's really, although radio is actually quite audible and it's not visual, the the visual side of it is actually quite important. And I don't think people realise that, you know, so when, when you're actually having a conversation, if you imagine you're having a conversation in real life with somebody, I think that's always been an important part of it for me. And you pause and you lean in and you draw attention. People can hear that in your voice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think also it's even more now in these days where everything is so visual and quick and spam of attention is shorter. Um, that visual is very, very important. Um, one of the examples, it's, uh, it's Instagram. Like I, I, I like to post my videos or, or just something regarding music, but more attention always takes me in a in a in a dress <laughs> playing <laughs> piano <laughs> um yes visual is very important but that's why probably i was more confident and secure being a radio presenter because because it wasn't about visual but it was all about the intonation and the way you say it and the way you do, do you enjoy things like instagram etc social media or or do you find them quite tiresome yes and no it's a love and hate relationship we mm. all have to do it uh, I recently actually joined uh, on TikTok. <laughs> I kind of try to avoid it, but it's not possible. Um, yes, I enjoy it. I take my time. I don't. I'm not too pushy. Um, I keep the attention. I think of people who follow me, and I'm active, but not too much. I just want to find a nice balance. It's about for me. It's about trying to find something that you feel comfortable in doing on a platform. Because I think if you try and almost watch what other people are doing. And just copycat that. There's no creativity in that, or there's there's nothing, no kind of uh, value to yourself in doing that, and therefore it it becomes difficult to keep up the habit of doing that. Mm. I know? agree. I completely agree. I think I I kind of recently start having reels. I just didn't even <laughs> use them. I still like to do post and the video actually, and that's just me. It's my signature, and I think people like it. Even my stories, yeah. I kind of got into a video production over the over the pandemic, so um, I think I got a little signature of the way how you move the camera and stuff, and I think people like it. And you yeah. discover that by, as you said, you don't need to copy anyone; just be yourself. Yeah, I, your signature. 
I, I'm not such a, a, a fan of, of doing the, 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 the TikToks and the Instagrams of this world in a way because my content that I feel most comfortable with is this kind of long-form conversational content where you actually draw out a conversation with people. And, of course, that's all like 20 seconds, draw it in. So, you know, for me, most of what I do on things like Instagram is – advertise the fact that I'm doing this and, and maybe take a short clip of it and put it back on there to draw people into the longer form content um, on TikTok, which I've only just started doing recently. I've, I've just, I'm trying to find something that I feel comfortable with. So far, I've come up with moaning about things, <laughs> which people seem to like. Um, and like yeah, a, a couple of days ago, I just did messing about on the guitar which mm. I thought was quite interesting. I was encouraging people, and, it, it, and you know, given the, your classical background, I'd, I'd love your take on this, but I was encouraging people that maybe if they sit at an instrument that there's so many videos of people being virtuoso on an instrument, mm. on TikTok and Insta, et cetera. And what I was saying is sometimes, you know what, just sit at an instrument and have fun. Just see where it goes. In fact, even make a noise on an instrument doesn't really matter because part of, for me, part of playing an instrument is the mental health space, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the space of like escaping from everything else in the world and getting lost in an instrument. And I think sometimes with this kind of, you know, let's show that I can play this, that and the mm -hmm. other and let's go, you know, that gets kind of lost. I completely agree. It's nice to be vulnerable. It's nice even, it's okay even to make a mistake because it's real. It's not well produced. It's not so choreographed. You show that you're, you're a true musician and that's the emotion. It's only important to have an emotion. You can play two tones, like two notes. If they have an emotion, that's it. Or you can have thousands of them and you sound like a wood. Yeah. So, so I agree. It doesn't have to be everything so processed. Just go for it. How I'd love you... to hear you playing. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, check oh, yeah. Well, you can go and check it later. Yeah, there, there was one where I was literally just playing a load of nonsense. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if it encourages someone just to sit at the guitar and, and, and mess around for half an hour and they feel better for the sake of it, then that's great. That's great. That's I what, agree. That's what, we're, that's what we really want to encourage. Before you started off the, the doing what you're doing now with your kind of let's call it your solo career, right? Because that's where you've kind of navigated to. You you did music with bands. You you, you were in a few bands, et cetera. What, what, tell us a little bit about that. And then how did that sort of navigate into what you're doing now? Hmm. Yeah, so I was in a, in a few bands, as you mentioned, beginning of 2000. Um, again, it was all different. It wasn't, we didn't have Facebook or even YouTube. So it was all live music. It was real. It was, it was, Good crafting for me. I played with a few guitarists and then with a few bands, and I did different genres. Um, and that's what I start kind of taking piano seriously of just being a pianist and a singer. And that, of course, led of me performing solo because it is easier <laughs> just to play with yourself. I love to play with people. I play with few singers, female singers at the moment, where I'm just supporting them on piano. You learn every day. You have fun. You connect with people. I truly enjoy that because sometimes it's lonely just just to be by yourself. But I guess it's again easier 
<laughs> yeah. As as someone that's got a voice, because you have a voice, um, is it is it, as you say, is it nice sometimes just to take the back seat and play the piano and sort of just focus on your instrument and how you're adding to absolutely that, that vocalist? Um, I know, that, for example, you know Steve Hogarth from Marillion when he joined Marillion, he was a you know, he was a touring keyboard player beforehand and he played with uh, some bands like The The and, you know, he, he had some amazing keyboard gigs. And now he's, a, you know, seen as a front man, a singer, mm. right? But he still, he obviously, he still plays uh, piano, etc. But I think he's, you know, in his book, because uh, he he wrote these uh, these diaries of his kind of life, etc. I, I think he always enjoys the times when he just goes back to playing keyboard again sometimes just to enjoy that oh yes it's like last night i had a rehearsal with this italian fabulous singer and exactly i take it back i'm doing only some bvs um, i can concentrate more on a piano though i always consider myself first as a singer but it's nice i mean it's great that i have this skill and craft that i can play piano and it took me on an amazing journeys to perform with different people because you pick up the things from them also. You learn. You, it's it's an amazing journey. And I think I was looking actually on my Instagram recently. I have more videos of me playing piano <laughs> than singing. <laughs> so I don't know if people are a little bit confused that I'm first a pianist or, or a singer, but I think I'm firstly singer. But it's great, again, that, that people see me whatever they want to see. And I do post a lot of me just playing piano when I'm at a live gig. Uh, but it's fun, especially with the female singers, because that's me also. And it's that nice um, energy that you have with the singers. And we play some amazing gigs from really nice venues in London. So I'm looking forward now what's, what's going to happen in the next of the year. When you release music, I mean, you you know, you've, you've released uh, what you would call a mini album, straight EP, you know, long EP, mini album. Um, <laughs> You know, and you've got you've got elements of the piano playing on that, and then you've got the vocals as well. You know, how how do you see your music developing? Will you always kind of keep that tandem going between the the piano playing and and the vocals? Will you always have elements where you know you might just have an instrumental song in there? Mm -hmm. I, I do have just a few instrumentals in a previous EP, which I still call them albums. I mean, it's a, it's a story. It's a a concept album um yes but because it's the base of my song i always compose on the piano but i will like to involve more guitars <laughs> and saxophones in my songs and some other instruments cool. i think the new album is going to be quite different i shifted a little bit uh towards some ethnic sounds wow. maybe some montenegrin sounds more because i i noticed British public loved that. They compared my song, let's say, I Won't Give Up, which has got big Montenegrin influence. They, they said, oh, sounds like Sting, which is great. Um, and even Dance, the, la the latest song that I released with Beat Bakery, it's complete summer banger, uh, feel alive, and it's completely not me. But yes, it is. I'm happy. It's the energy, and I love to try different things. 
Absolutely. You you never know. I think that's the whole point of being a musician. You 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 still keep your signature, but you like to shift a little bit left or right. And and I think that's what keeps you excited. Yeah, and you don't want to be pigeonholed as one thing. Exactly. Or another. I don't want to be one trick pony, just do one thing. I think it's already a huge massive difference between the first album and the second one. So let's see what the third one is going to be. I got so many ideas. Um, are you are you are you pretty much finished with uh, the the second album is that that's ready the, to go and the second is already finished but yeah the, the album so there's going to be like a third big release uh yes the demos are ready i just have to go to studio and just do it properly which is a nice creative time and then it comes that promoting and just pushing the babies out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you've already started if you like on the the third yes Iteration. Yes. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, it's very exciting. It takes time, as you know, for everything, especially if you want to collaborate with people, the studio time. And But I'm very um, uh, control freak. <laughs> I know what I want. Obviously, I listen to my musicians and the producers, but it's nice to have a vision, the way you want to go through. And then people bring their own ideas, which is brilliant. I love it. It's my favorite time of, of making the music. You, you've mentioned already that you've already... And collaborated with lots of people, um, worked with lots of people. Um, who, who's been the favourite so far in terms of people that you have worked with? Well, definitely my latest producer, Hypnotist, uh, who is also uh, my bandmate in Beat Bakery. But um, I've been a friend for a long time with Nick Van Gelder, who is the first Jamiroquai drummer, my big friend. And he did two remixes already and he's going to do a few more songs. He played drums on my latest song the secret garden so not to drop the names but i'm talking about great musicians no you're no you're, you're entitled to drop the name <laughs> i always want to know though i always want to know especially when people do drop names like that and you mentioned jamiroquai did you did you jam any jamiroquai no but <laughs> no but nick is my good friend we've known each other for 13 years now so just to be in his studio, it's so much good energy. And it's not just, just Jamiroquai. He played with Incognito and the brand new Havis, and that's my kind of era. I love acid Yeah, jazz. oh, absolutely fantastic. But that's the point. You see, if I had someone like that in the studio, I'd just say, can we just do that song once? <laughs> <laughs> we do it, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> oh, right, because I, re I really love that song, and I just would love to just, you know, have a go whilst you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's fantastic. Who though, who out there would you love to work with? Okay, you're gonna be surprised now. No, I'm not. Go on. I'm a massive fan, and all my friends know of Dave Matthews. Oh, right. Which is completely it wouldn't connect me probably with him, but I'm a huge, massive, massive fan, and that will be like a dream come true. I also love Earth, Wind, and Fire. They're more kind of my kind of, yeah. Um, because it's like funk and and all all their groove. Funky I soul. love that. Yeah. But I I think I even wrote email <laughs> during pandemics to Dave Matthews. Probably who knows? Did you really? I did. I'm like, hit me up, Dave. <laughs> I'm in North London. <laughs> well, you never know if you don't try. You know, I was like a, like a little girl trying to, to reach someone that I really I know, admire. Honestly, you should always, always ask. Absolutely. If you don't, especially this time, you see these people on TikTok, exactly, um, having their dreams come true because they had guts to do something. And today the world is open 
and everybody's connecting and it's it, connected it's easy to get i mean it's easy to to connect is it going to be a response we don't know but i just felt like why not to write a little email to dave matthews probably manager or housekeeper <laughs> I, I i wish you all the best with that we will tag dave matthews in when this goes out oh hopefully he's gonna see that and say so, and say look watch <laughs> the video you know there's the hint that's the hint <laughs> yeah. what what sort of what sort of thing would you would do you feel that you know you would do with dave matthews what what sort of have you got like an idea in your head already? oh yeah i would just yeah. let him do his thing the way he starts the song as he says on the guitar just playing two chords which is so simple i'm very complicated i have thousands of chords in my songs but i think i will just jam and make melodies i adore his melodies and lyrics and the whole vibe of the songs and i think it, it, it's my cup of tea it's exactly my my vibe i love it oh, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, we will just jam and i'm sure we will make songs i will push it obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll be in charge i've only just got dave matthews in but i'll now i'll let him know i'm going to be in charge of this oh no that's that's that is tremendous well being so kind of multi-talented across lots of different fields what what's the what's the ultimate dream where where would you like to end up in sort of five years time is it doing all of the things that you love would you like you know your own radio show plus uh you know jazz nights doing piano plus successful album where is it is it you know a dream that is multi-elements to it that's a great question you see i I would love to be recognized as a songwriter. My dream come true will be if I walked into the bar or I turn on the TV and there is a movie and there is my song and no one even knows it's me. So I don't need, I'm not craving the attention of being recognized no. on, on the street or something. You, it's legacy. You would love exactly. to just, you would just love to leave a song out there. that Exactly. And even if I'm not singing it, Christina Aguilera wants to sing my song. Please, Christina, take my song. <laughs> Singing. I oh, think it's giving great... it away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great recognition for being a songwriter because I truly enjoy songwriting. It's not something that I want to show off. It just comes out of me. I don't even think about it. It's, it's like breathing for me. And it's not really. I'm not showing off. I love to sing. I love to play. But songwriting is something. So I think that will be my ultimate dream. I, I, I'm not craving to perform on MTV live show. It's not about that. But. A, a bit like uh, Sia's album where she, she wrote uh, a load of songs and uh, predominantly really for other artists and then ended up recording mm -hmm. them herself. It, 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 do you ever, when you are sitting down writing songs, do you ever think, oh, actually, this, this would be great for mm -hmm. somebody else? I do think that, yes. I was hoping for my good friend, Ivy Chanel, to take one of my songs. So I'm still, still kind of talking to her, pitching her nicely <laughs> when we meet for a coffee. You also have a vision who will sing your song the best and yeah. who will even sing it better than I can, which is the whole point. Just take it to another level. Yeah. But that's being, that's being very selfless. And it's, but it's, it's recognising that the, the song comes first. Absolutely. Yes. That's that's well put. Yes, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, look at me! I'm just. I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter, singer. I'm a piano player. Yeah. That's why I like to collaborate with people, as I mentioned, especially the female singers. You, 
it's fun. I learned so much from, from them also. And it's great energy. If you have a good energy, like with this Italian girl, Mina, that I'm working, we're playing her original song. So it just turned me at the moment. And I'm trying to do my little things on the piano. And she loves it. And I think that that's going to be an amazing project. Oh, no, it's fantastic. Will you get to play live? Yes. With her? Yes. Yes, oh, we already you. have booked something for the 14th of September in Camden. Uh, but I'll keep you updated. It will be on my Instagram as well. Oh, um, now listen, if folks, if you're not following Milena on Instagram at the moment, please do. Um, lots of great videos on there. She does wear dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are quite bright, and that's lovely. And she's, you know, very, it's all very vibrant. Um, so as much as she says that, you know, she's more into the audio than the, the visual, um, she does make sure that the visual's good. Don't you? Absolutely. Well, you have to do that, and it's you fun. Have to. <laughs> Everyone you know. knows me. I love yellow color. I wear a lot of yellow. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about yellow? It just makes me happy, and especially in London on a dull gray day, it works. <laughs> well, you know, pick a pick a bright color, stick with it. Uh, mine's pink, obviously, and you know that's I've I've now gone pink across all of the platforms. I just I, I used to be green on one platform for Ooh. goodness' sake, and it was just dull. And I just was like, somebody told me to go that color as well. Mm. And I was like, why am I doing this? Why am yeah. I doing it? It's, you know. Oh, pick, pink is great. Pink, pick what makes you happy, though, and yes. and stick with it. Put stuff out there that makes you happy. And you can change your mind. Even if you liked green at the, at the beginning, you can you can switch to, to pink. I mean, this banner around that we're talking now, it's fantastic. It makes me happy. It's like my brand, there is an energy, makes sense. Exactly. It's pink. It makes me happy. And especially now, Barbie's on. <laughs> well, yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> We're not going to go there. <laughs> I'm fight, fighting a lawsuit with Barbie at the moment because, you know, they stole the pink. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go, and you've been a fantastic guest today, and thank you so much for coming on and talking a little bit about your music and, and exciting us all on this, uh, you know, actually not so sunny day because it's, I don't know what it's like there, but it's a, it's a bit overcast and grey today where we Typical are. Typical um, UK weather. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're listening back to this, folks, it might be a beautiful sunny day. So, um, you know, maybe ignore that last comment. But before you go, tell people where is the best place to go and get your music and, and how they can physically support you as well because mm. it that's the important bit. Absolutely. So I'm very good with my platforms, all platforms. So yes, obviously you can find me on Spotify, on uh, YouTube, on um, on iMusic, on all the platforms, Amazon, anywhere. And if you go to my website, yeah, I was going to say she's got a beautiful websites. Beautiful. I, I really do, <laughs> and it is vibrant and happy. Um, so it's www, and then it's my full name, Milena Lainovic.com. All the links are there. Uh, I invested so much in my videos. If you watch them, I kind of, um, I, I've, I've done a few really, really nice videos. The one in Montenegro that I shot won so many competitions worldwide. It's and it's absolutely And I beautiful. do care. I, I'm more about quality than the quantity. Um, but for every album and every song that I thought it deserved a video, so it's all there. And Spotify, uh, we as musicians, we're having problem with Spotify because that's where you get discovered but they pay peanuts. I'm still just glad whoever is listening to my music and supports um, 
until David Matthews comes to me and say, Oi, Milena, oh, yeah. <laughs> come, let's well, do no, something listen, properly. <laughs> listen, folks, if you do go to Milena's website, you will be able to actually buy music. Absolutely, uh, yes. And, 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 and do that because... As and I have said, CDs. I have actual CDs on my last two albums. Physical CDs. Yes, and, physical, and, and, yes. And for today, and today only, if you buy a CD today as a result of watching this, she might even sign it for you. Oh, she put a little kiss on it. She should kiss it <laughs> and then send it out the door in an envelope, which she will have touched. All Absolutely. Right? I might put a little bit of my perfume. It's a nice one. It smells good. So, yes. <laughs> there you go. It's a, you can't you can't beat that. We I might even cut that clip and put that clip out later so that people see it and they think, yes, I now need to go and buy the CD. You'll sell out very quickly. <laughs> Thanks You've been an absolutely wonderful guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, do keep in touch and, you know, further releases, you know, come back and we'll talk through them. We're, we're, we'll, do a, we'll do a track by track sort of breakdown of the new album, maybe when you when you release that. Um, one day in Camden in September. Details of that. We'll try and tag that in as and when we get that. Uh as other gigs become available later in the year, I'll tag those in as well. Everybody, Will do. Thank you so much. The wonderful Milena. Uh, she's she's a fantastic artist. Do go and support her and other artists by liking this and sharing it with friends, families, and even people that you don't like. Because, um, you know, I don't care. Uh, so if you've enjoyed this today, it's been My Music with Graham Cove. If you haven't enjoyed it, this has been an instructional video on how to replace those little keys that get, pop out from your keyboard uh, when it's least expected. Um, you can now go and do with this video whatever you like, as long as you share it with your friends. Bye for now. Thank you.